You know, our greatest need is to have our sin washed away. We need to be clean before God because our greatest need is to be with Him um, and to be near to Him. And our sin gets in the way. It separates us from God. And so we that is the biggest thing that we need. Yes, we need to sleep. Yes, we need food and water. Yes, we need a loving home. But more importantly is that we need God and we need to be near to Him. So how do you get a clean heart? You can't go wash your heart in the sink like you wash your hands. So how do you get that? What do you do? That's at the very root of our Bible reading today. I'm so glad that you've joined me on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. Well, before we jump into our reading today, I want to explain some things about the Pharisees to you. Now, the Pharisees were, they were teachers of the law of God, but they had taken the, what we think of as the Old Testament or the Bible, the law of God, and they had added a lot of traditions to it. Now, some of the things that they taught weren't necessarily bad, um, but they had made their extra rules as important as the commandments in the Bible. So they're going to give, we're going to see two examples of this in our reading today. One is the example of hand washing. Now, there's nothing wrong with washing your hands. It's a great idea to do. But the Pharisees had made all kinds of traditions and rules around hand washing, and it became so important that it was almost like they said it was as important as the Bible. Um, like down to how much water you had to use and how many times you had to rinse your hands and exactly the manner in which you had to wash your hands. Another example of this is that they had um, traditions and rules around giving gifts to God, giving gifts to the temple. Um, There's a word for this. I think we see it in the book of Mark. It's um, Corbin. And Matthew doesn't use that word, but it's it, there was a name for this whole process um, and so what a person could do is they could say I'm going to give my possessions to God I'm going to dedicate these things to God and you didn't have to go bring those to the temple right away you could use them and say like when I die I'm going to give them to God or or in six months I'm going to bring them to God there wasn't really a time limit on it um, but what this did was it meant that you didn't have to use that money for other purposes. Um, So for example, if your parents needed assistance from you, instead of giving them money or clothing or anything else, you could say, well, it's Corbin. I've already dedicated it to the temple, so I can't give it to you. And you could go on using those things yourself um, with kind of an intention of giving them later to the temple. So it was kind of a sneaky way to get out of trying to help your parents in a way. All right, and then two words I think we need to make sure we know before we start. One is the word void. Um, So void literally just means empty. Um, And so if he's making something empty, you could say kind of canceling it or making it. So it just doesn't matter at all. And then the other word is the word defile. So defile... If something is defiled, it's unclean or impure. 
Um, so we're going to see that word a lot. Let's dive in. We're starting on Matthew chapter 15 and verse 1. So Matthew and then find number 15. Here we go. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander, these are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. All right, so let's just break down what's the logic here that Jesus goes through? What is his kind of argument with these Pharisees? They come to him and say that the disciples are breaking the traditions of the elders. So the, the traditions that are taught by the teachers of the law. And Jesus turns around and says, well, you're so set on following your own traditions, the traditions of the elders, that you're breaking the very commandments of God by doing this. Now, I want to make clear that I don't think Jesus is saying here that it's a bad idea to wash your hands before you eat. Um, but just that it's not the commandment of God. <laughs> so... Um, you can go ahead and wash your hands before you eat in good conscience and know that that's fine. But just know that washing your hands before you eat is not going to uh, get you to heaven. And um, it's not going to make you spiritually clean. It's not going to clean your heart. Washing your hands is going to clean your hands um, and get rid of some germs before you put food into your mouth. But it's not going to take care of your sin problem. And it's not... A commandment of God. Now, if your mom and dad have told you to wash your hands, then you need to obey the commandment of God by honoring your father and mother and going and obeying them and washing your hands. So there. Okay, so we've covered that. And then we have this quote from Isaiah. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. 
man, Isaiah, this prophecy just nails the situation perfectly. That's exactly what the Pharisees were doing, teaching as doctrines or rules the commandments of men rather than commandments of God. And they're honoring God with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And I think that's really important to remember. We can say all kinds of the right things with our mouths. We can say that we love Jesus. We can um, speak truth about Jesus. But what really matters is, does our heart love Jesus? Is that in our heart? Um, We need to have a heart that is near to God and a heart that loves God. All right, and then Jesus explains to the people and to his disciples um, that about what does actually defile a person, defile making them unclean, spiritually unclean is what he's talking about. And he says it's not what goes into your mouth. So if you don't wash your hands and germs go into your mouth or dirt goes into your mouth, it doesn't make you unclean is the point here. And, and who would have thought that our Savior would have talked about going to the bathroom? But he does. He talks about that what goes into the mouth goes through the stomach and is expelled. <laughs> so it comes out. <laughs> it doesn't make you unclean. Um, it can make you unhealthy physically, but it doesn't make you unclean spiritually. Um, same with things that touch your skin. You know, it can make you need a bath. It can be physically dirty, but it's not going to make you sinful. But he does say that the things that come out of our heart do defile us. So he gives us an example, like evil thoughts and murder, sexual immorality, adultery, theft, false witness, slander. So all kinds of sinful words and actions come out of our hearts. And that is what is defiling us or making us unclean. The issue is our hearts. We can't get rid of our sin by washing or rinsing our hearts a million times or taking a shower or washing our hands. It doesn't get rid of our sin. What we need is God to give us new hearts. We need Him to clean our hearts. So we can ask Him to do that. Just like David in one of the Psalms says, Create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. So you can pray that. You can ask God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. All right, let's talk about our memory verse for this week. We have a new one. So over the last week, we memorized Psalm 37 verses 3 and 4. And this week, we're going to add to those verses 5 and 6. Let's take a look. Psalm 37 verses 5 and 6 say, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noon day. So the beginning of this psalm has a lot to do with uh, when we see the wicked and evildoers around us, and we're not supposed to get all worked up about it. We're supposed to trust the Lord and be still and wait for him to act. So I want to read to you this psalm. I'm just going to read the first seven verses. So I'm going to read seven verses. We've memorized verse three and four, and we're going to work on five and six. Um, But I think seeing it in the whole context, the verses around it, will help you understand what this psalm is really getting at. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. 
Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Thank you so much for joining me today as we have continued our journey through the book of Matthew and um, getting to know Jesus so much better through that book. I can't think of anything better than studying the Word of God and getting to know God better through His Word. And if you agree, I hope that you will tell a friend about the show. The more the merrier. All right, we'll see you next time.